joining us for yet another episode of Tuesday with Tamika, where y'all already know what it is. We lifting as we climbing. We're living a life to inspire and not impress. You know, we're just out here really bringing people along with us. Today we have, y'all already know, these episodes have been fire. I mean, absolute fire. We are getting ready to hit 1.5K. Okay, that, that's thousands if y'all not familiar <laughs> with the downloads. We're out here really moving and, you know, it's nothing but the grace of God. So with that, I just want to say a quick word of encouragement and I just want to encourage anybody that has an idea. If you have any type of idea, first of all, we know that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. We know that we are made in God's, God's image. So what that means is that we are creators because God is the ultimate creator. That means we are creators. So you have no reason to fear. We launched this podcast and P, you could tell them with very little, I mean, we didn't have any knowledge. No, we did not. What the podcasting was, right? When neither one of us have any, I've been on a couple of radio interviews, but that's about it, right? We didn't have like any experience with technology, with anything. Even our engineer had very, very little um, knowledge. And we just literally prayed. I fasted and we came together and God has blessed it. So I just want to encourage whoever is listening, if you have an idea, if you have something that you want to do in life, do it, go out and do it. Like I'm telling you, God will bless it. All you have to do is, is sow the seed, is have the faith and believe. So, you know, that was just my quick little word of encouragement, but I do have, we have not had a quote of either. We have not had a quote in a couple of episodes. So I do have a quote and it's going to really lead us into the phenomenal guests that we have. So the quote I have, y'all, this may sound familiar to y'all. If y'all ever heard this, go ahead and hashtag, go ahead and say that sound familiar when you repost in the um, show notes or whatever. Um, so the quote I have is, what God has put together and no man put asunder. We already know if you've ever been married, if you've ever had any type of marital counseling, if you've ever been in any type of relationship, you've heard this quote before, but I want to give you kind of the origin of where that comes from. It comes from Matthew chapter 19, verse six, and it says, they, they are so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate, let nobody separate right so that's right unfortunately there's a lot of separating going on (laughs) (laughs) and some of that separating is coming from our own doing i know you guys hear another voice a different voice in the background 
So I'm gonna go ahead and bring in my bro, bring in my brother Steven Carter. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you, ladies. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining. So I'm just gonna give a brief, a very brief background, and then I want him to kind of go in further and introduce himself and kind of tell you guys what he's up to and what he has going on. So I actually met Steven uh, through social media, but you know, they always say we're about four to five people connected to everybody in the world. And so as we begin to, you know, just through social media, we found out, I don't know how many people, bro, but I would say up in the hundreds of people that me and you both know very closely. Um, and so from there, I just, I really respect the type of man he is. Um, our daughters ran track together, not on the same team, but, you know, on separate teams. So we would see each other at track meets. And he's just an amazing, very amazing story. I look forward towards kind of telling uh, his story today. So, bro, you got a minute? Let us know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Thanks for having me. Number one, I want to thank you uh, for the opportunity to use your platform. Uh, more importantly, I want to thank God for putting this all together and you being a willing vessel to me to actually put this together and move forward. And so thank you again for that. Absolutely. So this all came apart. We're going to jump into this podcast. He's going to start us off with the first question. But this all started out because I saw a post, actually one of your, I think it was either Instagram or Facebook stories where you said, uh, do, do women really know what happens when they cheat on a man and i was like whoa that's fire (laughs) so before we get into that before we get into the questions and as you know we're very transparent on the podcast we jump in head first we don't tippy toe right (laughs) but i we also want our guests to be comfortable but we also gonna push you out the comfort zone ain't that right p (laughs) it's okay let's get it so tell us what what kind of prompted prompted you to post that? A uh, couple things. Um, and again, before I start, I'm a man of God. I love the Lord, but I'm very blunt about who I am and my experience and, and, and the arts that I've been on throughout my life. So I've been cheated on. I'm a former cheater. And um, from a young age, I saw growing up in Compton, I saw a lot of young men like literally turn off. Uh, from women as a whole. And of course, growing up in the 90s, we were growing up in that Dr. Dre, that Snoop Dogg era where, you know, bees ain't nothing but hoes and tricks. We were growing up in that era where, you know, it was like, it was kind of weak to show your emotion or be vulnerable to a woman, even as a teenager. So when I saw that, in fact, uh, the comedian, I think he's a wise dude, you know, uh, not, you know, in, in, in certain areas, but Lil Duvall posted. And I follow Lil Duval because he drops some jewels here and there. You know, I mean, he's a pretty strong character. Needless to say, um, it it hit me in the heart because I went through it. Mm. And I'm saying went through it, meaning I went through that hurt. I went through that traveling pain. And I went through that, okay, I'm going to turn my emotions off. And I'm going to get as many pairs of panties as I can get until I'm tired. Mm. Because I don't want to even get emotionally involved with a chick no more. And I was on mindset for a lot of years in my late teens and early 20s, you know, uh, unfortunately being introduced to sex at an early age. So that's kind of what prompted me to post it. Again, it was just something that I could relate to. And the second piece that 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 uh, that response is, 
you know, the women's voice, especially on social media, let's say Facebook, for example, I'm in a few groups on Facebook and the woman's voice on Facebook is very loud. Okay. It out, it, it, it women are logical thinkers. They're very articulate. They know how to debate with you uh, written in a, in a written form better than most men do. So what happens is when you speak a truth, you're typically talked over on social media, but not with me, because I'll go, I'll, I'll go back and forth with, it is what it is, if I got time, of course. But what I, the whole purpose of me posting that is because I want women to understand that it ain't just that men are dogs. We dealing with some issues that we ain't, we ain't got taken care of yet. We mm-hmm. dealing with that first love, that girl in the 10th grade who dogged us out and cheated with the gang member or the dude that was bad and left us hanging. We still dealing with that. We still dealing with, um, I was on a podcast with Sister Camille Perry not too long ago, and she was like, I don't like hearing guys say, the little boy. Let me tell you something. We all got a little kid in us, whether you female or male. And that was another reason why I decided to post it, because I want women to understand that, you know, that we, we, when you hurt a man, you kind of at a point of no return unless that man decides within himself that he's going to get healed. The problem with a lot of men is we know that we have options when it comes to women. So we don't go back and go uncover the Band-Aid to try to heal it. We just keep it over there and get infected over the years and it becomes a part of our, our, our chemistry and our fabric every day. Mm. So that's why I decided to post that up. Wow. That's, that's, you talking good already. Man, you are talking good. Pete, let's go ahead and jump into these questions. I know your wheels are over there turning. This sounds like some private conversations we've had. <laughs> Well, you, I'm just going to, you know, go with go with these questions because I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm on a I'm on a different spectrum, so I'm going to stick to the question, okay. and we gonna, we gonna make it happen. So our our first question is: Research shows that 20% of men and 13% of women cheat. What do you feel is the biggest contributor? Contributors? I totally messed up that word, but you know what I'm talking about. To these numbers. Okay, uh, first and foremost, again, everything that I'm going to say, I just want to give a disclaimer. It is solely my opinion based on my, my scope, my experience, and my readings and studies over the years. Um, 20% versus 13%. I actually Google searched that, that number, and I found out who did the survey. It was done about five and a half years ago. And more importantly, they used a specific crowd. They targeted 120 people. So I kind of think those numbers are off, just to throw mm-hmm. that out there. Needless to say, I think that cheating, uh, the contributors to these numbers, cheating as a whole is not a male or a female thing. I think it's a human attitude condition. Mm-hmm. That's what I personally think it is. I think it's a condition of your attitude. Biblically speaking, I think it's in Numbers 14, 1 through 4, we're dealing with some uh, ish, with the um, with the Israelites, and you, you find that it, it says something along the lines of bad attitudes lead to poor decisions. Uh, so... Bad attitudes typically come from the way we was raised, you know, traumatic issues in our past that we haven't dealt with that create a bad attitude that allow us to move forward. Uh, so my answer to the question, um, the biggest contributor to these numbers, in my personal opinion, is your attitude. Mm. Wow, that that's a dope scripture. You said numbers 14 and 4. Yeah, no, if it's actually a little story, if you read between the lines, it's dealing with basically the bad attitudes and leading to poor decisions in, in the situation. So, yes, numbers 14 through 4, it's an Old Testament. I need somebody. 14 through 4. 
as you are listening to this podcast, uh, repost that, tweet that, because bad attitudes lead to poor decisions. I, I agree with that 100%. And as soon as we drop off, I'm about to go research that for myself. Thank you for that, brother. I love when people come equipped with the word of God. It just makes, you know, it, it makes my heart smile. So um, how does cheating, and I know that you could really only speak from a male's perspective, and right. I could raise my hand. I know P could probably raise her hand. I've been cheated on as a female. She's been uh, treated on as a female. Um, but how do you feel like cheating affects men versus women? If, if that makes sense. So I, I do feel like they affect us in different ways. And if you could kind of give your perspective on why do you think that is and how does cheating affect both sexes? Okay. Um... A couple of things. So first and foremost, again, I want to go back to the, the human condition uh, quote. I, again, it does affect people differently. I'm not going to say it affects a man versus a woman differently because we've seen shows like uh, Snap where women get cheated on and they literally snap, you know, and, and men get cheated on and they snap. So again, I think it's a condition. But if we're looking at it from a granular level, socially speaking, I'm not a sociology major, nothing like that. And again, this is just pure opinion. Um, I'm gonna speak from a man's point of view first. From my experience, from my brother Dion's experience, from I got about eight partners that have been cheated on. And it 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 numbs you up. It turns you into a, a walking dead person. Mm. You're not emotion, you're not ready to to be emotionally available for anybody, but you yearn for the companionship. Does that make any sense? No, yeah. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. So you, you want the person there, you want them to be there with you, but you don't want the emotional vulnerability that comes with the responsibility of the relationship. Um, what happens is, it's just like, for example, say, for example, we're all walking down a street one day, right? And some dude walks up with a metal bat and pops us both in the knees, right? Mm -hmm. So now we have to, one, heal from that because it's going to take some time. And two, Every time we see somebody with a bat now, our red flags are going to go up. Like, yo, walk across the street, go mm -hmm. the other way. It's the same thing with cheating. Cheating, in my opinion, is a, it's, it's, a, it's one in attitude, but it's also a traumatic experience. Like, I think I told you not too long ago, probably a few years back, T, like, it's just like when you divorce somebody, you're severing. You're not just breaking the family part. If you think of what the word sever means, it means to rip fiber by fiber, flesh by flesh, tear the bone, sew up the bone until it's severed, you're ripping that out of that person. That's what cheating does to a person. It rips the emotional desire out of you to even want to be vulnerable again. So now you're just walking around, touching everything you can, numb with walls up, thinking that it's normal because mm -hmm. society is doing the same thing. And we see this on social media all day. So guess what? We down here recycling bad emotions. We yeah. down here recycling bad attitudes and making it seem logical to justify wanting to have more than one partner. And of course, monogamy, in my personal opinion, it's a discipline. It's something we have to be taught from children, from a child, uh, from, from being a child on up. So with that being said, that's the way I feel it, 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 it hits men. Men become numb. We stay focused on, because let me tell you what happens. You get cheated on as a man, right? Say you've been putting blood, sweat, and tears to your marriage, your relationship. You ain't never cheated on your wife. Probably looked at a few booties here and there. I mean, what man doesn't, right? Now. You get cheated on, 
we are like big babies. Like, you know, it's always said that when man gets sick, he, he becomes a big, huge baby, right? Mm-hmm. We actually become that, but we cry differently. We cry mm-hmm. with, okay, I get cheated on. I don't trust this breezy no more. I'm finna hit the gym. I'm finna be about my money and my children. And that's my bottom line. Whatever happens, I only, I'm only gonna love him when my D get home. That's my bottom line. Wow. And that's what you see going on with a lot of men, even in our age bracket. It's become a part of their fabric. So you got dudes that are fairly successful financially and even spiritual. Like you got Christian men who think like this. And they they like, I got, I'm a commodity. I'm not gonna be just going for anybody, but they they jumping from bandy to bandy in the church. So at the end of the day, what's really going on here is that you got a man that's numb because one, he doesn't want to be vulnerable again. He doesn't want to be put in a situation where it's gonna cause him to question his manhood again. And and number three, the biggest part of this, it's attitude. You've developed an attitude of, I'm not going to heal. I'm not going to look back because we're always told in the church and even in social, in the social media, never look back. Don't look back. Let me tell you something. You've got to look back sometimes. Mm. you got to go look back and then you got to go back. Because if you don't go get the root out of the pain, you're gonna turn, that's going to turn into a tree that's going to derupt the piping under the house one day. Mm. That makes any sense. No, it does. Perfect. Okay, so with a woman, I can't, I can't really say for a woman, but what I've observed over the years, how does it affect a woman? Number one thing I want to say about women, especially Black women, I, and I'm not, you know, pointing out any particular race, but I, just, I have a thing and an affinity for Black women. Black women go through a lot of stuff. I mean, y'all, 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 y'all going through it. You know, it's said on social media that y'all are one of the most unprotected species in the world, you know, of humanity in the human kingdom. I kind of low-key agree with that. Um, and there's a couple of reasons why, but that's a whole nother episode. However, what I do see in a lot of Black women, y'all resilient as hell. Yeah. Y'all resilient. Y'all know, y'all like, you know what, I'm going to just give it one more shot. I'm going to give it another shot. I'm, I'm going to go for it one more time. Men, Black men don't do that. We, we, you lose, we lose trust one time, it's a wrap for years. It could happen when we 10 years old and be like, we might not return to that, that space until we 45. Mm. But women, y'all, y'all want that emotional connection because you're taught at a young age that you're supposed to be in touch with your, your spouse. You're supposed to understand, you're supposed to read them. Even for the man, it says, the Bible says, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's in Peter or John, and somebody probably can pull this up, but it says, to dwell with your spouse according to understanding. So mm-hmm. with that all being said, I think women are very resilient. However, at some point, especially when you're seeing negativity all over social media and the workplace, the gym, just in society as a whole. I think women get to a point, sisters in particular, where you just say, I'm done with this. I, I don't want to, ain't nobody out here. I'm done dating. I'm going to be by myself. And then let's keep it real. Let's go beyond that. What ends up happening with the sisters after that, they jumping from pipe to pipe from 40 to 60 years old. Keep it real. No, they, that's no real emotional talk. attachment. They operating like men now. Because they've been broken so many times and no one's going in to fix it. It's just like that, that Japanese art I posted on Instagram probably about a year ago. And it's literally an art where they take pottery or Chinese uh, bowls and plates and they're broken, but they turn around and they take molten hot gold and seal the cracks up. And mm-hmm. the pottery becomes more valuable after the pottery is sealed up with the solid gold. That solid gold is God pouring his metal in us. Come and if on. we don't allow, if he, if he, we don't allow him to do that, 
we're gonna be walking around here with the same the same Chinese value, but with tape. Man, it can't yeah. hold crack. If that makes any sense. So I hope that answered the question in 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 detail in a sense. No, that was a, a very eloquent answer. And so to expound on that, do you think there's anything men uh, can do to prevent their women from cheating on them? And you can also expound if you would like uh, vice versa women. I don't know if you could speak to that because you are a man. So just answer the first part, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no worries. Um, I don't think there's nothing that a man or a woman can do to prevent somebody from cheating. Because again, let's go back to what I initially said before question one came up. It's a human attitude condition, right? Because I mean, let's keep it real. Like we've been in marriages, some of us, and a lot of us are not going to talk about this because it's going to make us look bad. But we've been in marriages and we woke up one day and was like, damn, I don't even love her no more. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see her. She different. Like she's, she stink now. Her breath stink. And now what you're doing <laughs> is you're starting to build a case. Mm. You're building your case to exit the marriage opposed to trying to actually figure out why you are taking accountability, why you changed and not them. Mm. So you can't, in my opinion, you can't stop a person from cheating. Cheating is an attitude issue. It's a lack of discipline. And, and, and in locker room, I call it a lack of dick discipline. Okay? Mm. But what a lot of folks don't know as well, that a lot of cheating for men, it don't start with, you know, poo nanny and, and decollisions. It starts with words. Yeah. It starts with intimacy. It starts with quality time. And oftentimes it starts with people who are just sitting there simply listening to our conversation or wow. people that we see every day. See, because me personally, I'm, I'm married now, but like, I'm not attracted to women who just look good. That was back in when I was 21. Right. I'm attracted to women who are not articulate complex ideas, talk about building something, have ambition, and, 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 and they're talking about changing and progressing. That's what I like. And you typically see that in your, your professional circles. That's why you, so a lot of you cheating at that, that 13% of women that cheat, it's happening at work. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. with that all being said, I don't think you can prevent anybody from cheating. I think you, it's, a, it's always a dice roll. The only way you can, you can't really sure shot do it if, if you say, let's keep it real. We, we see a lot of men in the Bible who cheated on a spouses, not yeah. just one or two. So even if you say, then you got a calling on your life. It's a discipline. And you can't prevent it. So it's a dice roll in any marriage or relationship. It definitely is a discipline. And I do, you know, even in the church, you know, I didn't want to bring church into this, but, you know, we see it. I feel like sometimes it's more rampant in the church than it. I mean, and maybe that's just because that's the circle that I, you know, associate myself with most likely, you know, but it definitely is an issue. And I think that it happens with both sexes. I don't think that men cheat more than women. I, I definitely concur that it's an attitude, you know, it's an attitude towards it. And what you were saying about building a case, man, you hit the nail right on the head. So I just want to encourage anybody that's out there, you know, they're starting to lose, 
you know, fill-ins or lose, you know, they don't got those butter. Science, science proves that those butterfly fillings and all that stuff, that only lasts about the first two years of a relationship. Past that, 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 that long? Dude, because I'd be tired of them in six months. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, that long if you nurture the butterfly, right? But uh, <laughs> But but if you it, there has literally been hundreds of studies done that if you continue to feel that feel like it's great to feel that feeling and I think that you have like moments but that like where you just feel like in la la land if you felt that the whole time you were married you would literally go crazy right so that's that's those are just actually chemicals that are released in our body to make us. Um, attracted to that person and and if we want to get all the way down to nature it's really just for us to mate we feel mm-hmm. those feelings so we can mate with one another so mm-hmm. i think that if there's anybody listening no, i know that if there's anybody listening to this and you're like man brother steven is is breaking it down and he's he's on my lane he's stepping on my toes at the as the old folks used to say and i feel like exiting my relationship email us at tuesdaywithtamika at gmail.com because we can give you guys some practical tools. We're definitely going to put all Steven's information in the show notes because this brother dropped some really good knowledge via social media. And I want you guys to follow him and to just be able to glean from his knowledge because I believe that life is our biggest teacher, right? So I've, you know, I am, um, I do have mental health background. I do have psychology background and all that stuff, but life has taught me most of the stuff that I know. So let's, let's move into this question. Now, this is going to be a hot topic because we recently all the world just heard about Jada and Will, right? And I feel like I, I, I have my feelings and we already had the entanglement episode, but I, I just wow. definitely feel that the world treats men and women different when, when they cheat. Right. So women get treated very differently than men do. How do you think, or what is your thought um, on, on this experience of like how, when you got cheated on and, and like, just what's your thought on that topic? Okay, so that goes to that reminds me of John eight. Uh, I think it's John eight eleven. John eight one through eleven about the, you know, the guys who caught the lady cheating. They brought him yeah. to Jesus. And Jesus was playing with the dirt. Blah blah blah. He chilled like yo yo you without sin from the youngest to oldest cast the first stone. And they turn around and walk away. And you know um, what's funny, see, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I always uh, imagine every time I read that scripture or hear it. Cause you know, it says that Jesus like picked up a stick and he started writing in the, I, I imagine he started writing out they stuff and they was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So he started saying like, oh, remember Mary Magdalene, remember Susie Lane. Right. Like he started putting it out there. <laughs> yep. Telling on him. Hey, but like, what's crazy is if, and I've only heard one pastor bring this up in my years of hearing people teach on this scripture. And that was actually two, Bishop T.D. Jakes. And um uh, uh uh what's his name out of LA? I can't think of his name right now. Not Noel Jones, another guy. Anyhow, they never bring the man to justice. Right. The man that she was sleeping with. They only brought the woman. Okay. So we know that this particular double standard has been going on for a very long time. Now, um, I have something a little deep to say about this because this is, you know, my male logic talking right now. And I, again, this is just what I've seen and what I think. And it's just, a, it, it's not always fact, but it's what I think. When you're dealing with a man and a woman, okay? 
The man is the host, the female is the catcher, okay? Man has something, the women catch it. That's why they have vaginas, vaginas are pockets, right? Yeah. Man's giving. So when, when two become one, when a man sleeps with a woman, he's giving himself whether he realizes or not a part of her. I mean, a part mm -hmm. of himself. Mm -hmm. He's giving her some of his good, some of his bad. And this is why I think a lot of women are out here, and again, it's men too, but there are a lot of women out here like kind of unstable mentally, okay? Mm -hmm. um, because they're getting so many different pieces from different men and they're not detoxing of that spiritually mm -hmm. or even physically in a lot of cases. There's, it was said in the CDC about four years ago, and again, I'm, I'm side note real quick, but it was said that 47.8 some percent of black women up to the age of 45 are walking around here with herpes, right? Mm -hmm. That's because they're catching, okay? So- what happens when a woman cheats, the men in our minds, you just caught some of that dude. You're dirty. You're filthy now. You're a hoe. You're nasty. You're a whore, mm -hmm. right? But because it's not, we can't catch as men the way, physically speaking, we can't catch. We can only give. We see ourselves as, okay, what is what we do? And that's a double standard because we can catch. We catch feelings and we want to slap you up. We want to beat you down verbally. And I'm talking about verbally, not physically, because we're not even going to go that route. I don't, we don't do that. But we want to beat you down physically when you cheat. We want to we um, take from you. We want to cut the money off. We want to take our house back. It's the same concept. So the world treating men and women differently, uh, you know what? It's something that's going to be there, just like racism. A lot of folks like to talk about this. Racism has been there from the inception of time. Jesus went through a little situation that people don't talk about in church where he was low-key kind of racist, okay? So, and that's when, you know, the lady was, you know, she was begging for crumbs and he called her a dog, you know? And even with the, when he met the lady at the well, he, you know, she was like, you Jews, y'all talking to us? Right, that was a like, racial issue. That was a racial that, issue. That was a race issue, okay? Mm -hmm. So with that all being said, it's the same thing with, with men and the women. Um, I think for, at the end of the day, I don't think that's ever going to change. I think men, especially with us, with women being the majority and us thinking that we have options at every corner, because that's what a lot of men do. They, we think that we believe it. Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to get over to her a little bit, but I'm going to just go jump around some new booty because it's going to be a woman out there vulnerable and asking for three years and she's going to want this D as soon as I give it to her. Bottom line. Um, it's always going to be there. That double standard is not going anywhere no time soon. Now, how we react to it, that's our job as believers. Mm -hmm. How we either embrace or kick it back that's that's where we come in as believers we have to show people that they're you just as guilty as the woman is bro that's what jesus did if, if y'all want to bring her here and tell on her tell on yourself too mm -hmm. so with that all being said i think I, that kind of answers my question um that's how i process versus a man versus a woman chief i told my current wife like we just recently got married and i told her straight up like and again this is it was weird for her because they from the south and they think differently down here. Like, it's, it's just a different culture. Facts. My like, husband's like, from the South. And yes, they do. I don't know what they yeah. eat. What's in the water? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, commercial break. Commercial break. Okay, okay. I did not okay. know you got married, bro. Like, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Yay you. Yeah, for the married. newlyweds. Yay. <laughs> Team you. newlyweds. We're going to make it this time. We're going to make Lord. it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> um, yeah, I got married back in February and I keep it off of social media. We agreed to do so uh, because again, at the end of the day, I think that 
um, we just don't want unnecessary drama in our bubble. Mm. You know, you said that no man put a sonder. Well, sometimes when you put things on social media, a man could try to get in that bubble and put a sonder. Mm. So we try to do we try to keep more drama out of the relationship, out of the marriage, so that we can focus on us and our kids. Because we have a lot. Well, me, I have a lot of kids, and she has one. But we, you know, we got we got a, a village to raise, and we just don't need any additional anything sidetracking us from that. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, that's yeah. That's I hope that answered the question, though. Sorry about that. That yes, I did. And congratulations, Team Newlyweds. I was just married a month ago. So, oh, whoo. congratulations to you. Look at that. Thank you. We're going to make it this time in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Yes, okay. Yes. Anyway, uh, so what has, ultimately, just to wrap it up, what has uh, cheating taught you about relationships and how should one go about healing after being cheated on? Because we talked a lot about, you know, ways that people maybe are men in specific, but people, because I do agree that cheating is a person's issue not a male or female issue. Um, How do you, how do you, what would you recommend? Because people just go and they pacify themselves. They pacify themselves with teen and panties, the the double P's. And um, so what, what do you recommend? I know for myself, therapy works go, and that's a TWT hashtag, therapy works go. Uh, but what would you recommend? Like, what are some things? Because I know sometimes as as men, as black men, going to a therapist ain't, ain't necessarily the stick. You know what I'm talking. So, what have you done, or what do you recommend people do to kind of heal and not pacify the panties or bees? Okay, um, I'll answer this in two pieces because te- it's technically a two part question. I'll answer it in in, in order. Um, what has cheating taught me about relationships? Number one thing it's taught me is that. Um, no one, no one, and I mean no human being um, is above God. Why did I say that? When I was married to my first wife, and, and I still love her to this day, like I don't think I'll ever stop like loving her as a, as a person. Um, I was so in love with her. I was so vulnerable, meaning in love, vulnerable with her, that I put her in a place where God was supposed to be. And I made her mm. my God and put God second. Mm. Because wow. we're told to love the wife like we love the church, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when you do that, people are not designed to handle that kind of power. That's mm-hmm. why it's always said that, oh, you know, if you marry somebody, old black people say this all the time, marry somebody, you better make sure they love you more and you love them less, you know, so it can balance out. We're not designed to handle that kind of power. So what it's taught me about the relationship saying is that anybody can wake up any given day and they can burn out on you. So we have to find a way to keep God in his rightful place in any relationship, business or personal, in any marriage. Bottom line, even if we slip up and we let God loose and be like, Lord, Lord I slipped up. I've been out for a couple of years and I'm loving her more than I love. We got to find a way to get back on track and it's working that. And that's the work I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the cheating. Here's the thing, when you love somebody, C.S. Lewis once said that um, to know all is to forgive all. And I can prove it to you. When you love, love somebody and they cheat on you, you end up taking them back. Yeah. You never stop thinking about it. You don't just shut it off immediately. We can play like we do on social media, but we really don't. We be hitting mm-hmm. them up two or three o'clock in the morning like, I miss you. What's going mm-hmm. on? And then they love like, oh, she in love or he in love. They ain't going nowhere. That's how the, that's how the narcissist behaviors develop. Because oh, they, got with somebody, uh, they got with somebody who they knew was weak over them. That's that. So that's what I've learned about relationships. And as, as far as she's concerned, there's a couple other things, but I don't want to waste too much time. Healing. When I went through my divorce, I literally went 
as a man, this is a cold-blooded thing. I was 31 years old. I lost my, I got in a felony for vandalism. I lost my ability. I was a loan officer. Still, I'm, I did that for nine years. I was making quarter million dollars a year. Easy. Um, lost my ability to originate loans because right around the time we started hitting our hard hump in that marriage, I, uh, regulation took place and I couldn't go get a license because of the mm -hmm. felony. So with that being said, when I got out of jail for that felony vandalism charge back in 2011 for, you know, breaking the car, the windows and stuff on the car and acting like a Negro, um, I was broke. I was uh, fiscally broke. I was emotionally broken. I was talking about, I was killing, talking about killing myself. I literally overnight had gone from waking up to my kids, waking up to my wife, to literally waking up in jail to a man snoring, farting and sweating next to me, detoxing from heroin. Okay? Mm, wow. Um, with that being said, I had to get out. And the first thing I did when I was in jail is I blamed her, blamed her, blamed her. And I'm going to tell the story real quick. About two weeks into my jail stand in West Valley Detention Center out in Ranch Cucamonga, I was in the bunk one night and I kept saying, like, Lord, this woman's evil. I'm blaming everything on her. And the Lord said to me, biggest day, he's like, do you want me to talk about what you did in the beginning of years of that marriage? Mm. And I was like, what? Like, what you talking about? I was 21. I cheated on her the first two months of the marriage yeah. and forgot about it. So the seed that I sold came back full blossom 10 years later. Jesus. Wow. And he reminded me. And then he said to me, because I was reading Job at that time in, in jail, there's a chapter, I think it's Job 38, one. The first thing after Job's doing all this complaining, the first thing God says to him is, brace yourself like a man. Mm. And that's what he mm. said to me after that. Brace yourself like a man. In other words, he was telling me, stop being a punk and take accountability. When you take accountability, only then can you accept what you did, because this is your doing, not hers. She's reactionary to what you did, even though she knows you never did it. To this uh -huh. day, my ex-wife don't know that I did that. God checked me just like that. So after I got out of jail, I spent 22 months by myself. Literally, I, would, I had to tell myself, and don't take this the wrong way, ladies, but I was like, all black women the same. All they do is, hey, if, you, if your dick ain't big, or excuse my friend, if your D ain't big, you ain't got no money, that's all they want. Because she got, mm -hmm. she got me for everything. But you know what? Okay, so yeah, so what happens here, if you look in Proverbs 6, 32 through 37, I think it is, but you got to look at it in the message version. Part of the scripture says, when he's caught, he has to pay it back. Even if he has to put his whole house in hawk. A hawk is like a ham hawk. It's like the foot of the pig that turns backwards. He turns it, he has to, he puts his whole house in a backwards formation where they can't go forward. Then he says, the Bible says, I think it's Solomon who wrote this in Proverbs. He says, adultery is a brainless act, soul destroying, self-destructive, expect a bloody nose, a black eye, and a reputation ruined for good. For jealousy detonates rage and a cheated husband while for revenge, he won't make allowances. Nothing you say or pay will make it all right. Neither bribes nor reason will satisfy. That's a cold-blooded game. So what ended up happening to me was I really had to go back. God checked me while I was in jail. And I had to take accountability for what I did. And I had to stop blaming her and look at myself. And I spent literally a long time fighting that while during that 22-month period. I told myself when I got out, I was like, yo, I'm not familiar with well, no women, do nothing. I think, honestly, and I'm keeping it real because I'm a straightforward guy. 
I think I jacked off probably two times in 22 months. That's yeah. how I turned off on women I was, okay? Yeah. That's how I turned off on a relationship and none of that stuff. But what happened during that period, because I was in and out of, in and out of like this, psycho, this psychotic state. I was threading the needle with the Holy Spirit, then going back to my carnal man, and then being angry, and then trying to find joy again. It was almost like I was going crazy. And then I was in 2012, and I kind of prematurely broke because I was like, you know what, I'm going to mess around with Arnie. I'm going to start talking to some women online. 22 months is a long time. That, and that's when I miss, you know, miss Saint, uh, Saint, okay? So with that all being said, um, going back to that, you just, if you, if you have been cheated on and you've been broken, it is so imperative that you get alone. Mm. One of the things Jesus did very well is whenever he was out healing people, ministering, he would always, in the gospel, just got to read through it. He would always retreat to a mountain and go to the Father directly. He would get away from people, even the disciples. He'd go across the lake. And I mean, not just get away from around the Kona. He would go across the lake, across a, a village. To mountaintop. To the mountaintop. He got away from people where he could meditate. He got into nature. We have to go embrace that. You know, a lot of people, like, especially a lot of Christians, like, oh, what about creation? Creation is, you know, should be serving creation. Look, let me tell you something. God majors in hearts and he majors in the elements. He put that power in the elements for us to be able to feed off of him when we too disobedient to hear from him. Come on. That's the That's bottom, bottom line. line. So with so that all being said, if you've gone through that, that hurt and that pain, the worst thing you can do is go hemorrhaging and bleeding all over somebody else who either have gone through it and they not healed or somebody who's actually healed and ready and tear them apart. Whew. Listen. Listen, I, I so appreciate your candor. Like one thing that we talk about is we're transparent, we're honest, and there ain't no fink in the funk with the nasty donk. You only know about that if you're from the 90s, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> there ain't none of that going on over here. And I appreciate every word, every, you know, uh, every message. I appreciate the fact that you are a student of the word. So many of us think that we know the Bible, but the word of God says study to show thyself approved. So I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you're open and you're honest, uh, just sharing your heart with us, sharing, you know, I, I, I appreciate it. And I know it, it, it's a, it's a matter of, we can only attract who we are. So I know that I was initially attracted to you and don't nobody take this the wrong way. Cause this is my brother. This is my absolute brother. Right. But right, the right, reason right. why I, I was drawn to you, maybe I'll use that word so people don't get their panties in the bunch. The reason why I was drawn to you is because you're so authentic and you're so, and I remember um, just times, I'm just going to share and, and, and share my heart a little bit where those that know me know that I show share very openly and vulnerably and you would encourage me to continue to do that. You would encourage me and you would tell me how I'm helping people by keeping yes, it all the way a thou wow, right? So right. I appreciate you coming on here. I appreciate you sharing with us. Tell the people how they can be connected to you. Um, you can reach me on Instagram at the great S dot or the great S Carter. That's the great S Carter, T H E G R E A T S Carter. Um, you know, my Instagram is just filled with pictures of food, my family, my kids and nature. Um, 
you can reach me uh, on Facebook at Stephen R. Carter. Um, you know, I'm out here in Dallas now. I've been out in Dallas, Texas for about seven and a half, eight months now. I love it out here. Um, I'm Compton bred. I'm straightforward. I'd have been through some things in my life, uh, but more importantly, God didn't. He's amazing. That's all I can say in, in that facet. And then the only thing I want to leave everybody with, honestly, is just this whole discussion we just had. Right? It's, it's all about your attitude. And, and, and I'm going to just say this. In the name of Jesus, I need y'all to heal. Mm. Go heal. In the name of Jesus. I'm not going to put no elaborate prayer together. And who is it now in the name of Jesus? I'm not doing none of that because that's not the kind of Christian that I am. I'm a straightforward Christian. Spend some time with the Father. Open up your word because the word talks to you. Some It's weird. I can't explain it. It talks to you. It wraps itself around you when your heart is broken. Go heal and wait for God to tell you to move. Other than that, we, I'm done. Woo, that was good. P, you got anything Amazing. to wrap us up? My, my only thing is before you, before you cheat, just leave. <laughs> like, you know, like... <laughs> It's hard. It's hard. I, I, I mean, I never, I never understood. I, I, I just, that just, that hasn't been my struggle as a person. Because mm -hmm. if I, like, but me, I have a very interesting relationships with, with mm -hmm. men. And I can't deal with more than one at a time. God help me. <laughs> and so I've always used the uh, advice before you cheat, just leave. Like, why do you need all the drama? Uh, but you know, don't cheat, guys. Come on, friend. That's all I gotta say. Man, don't Man, we I I I'm standing in agreement with both of them, but I definitely want to just stand in the agreement of the prayer of in Jesus' name. I pray because I know that there's listeners that are creeping. There's listeners that have the same story as Stephen that you didn't get caught. You didn't get caught. But that, that scripture that he talked about in Saul, uh, Samuel that talks about what it does to your family, you, you, got, you, you still have the opportunity to repent of your sins and ask God to take it out of your bloodline. Because I am a firm believer that it is deeper than your attitude. It's, it's something within our DNA that causes us to do this, something that our ancestors dove into. And now we continuing on it. So we need to ask God to heal bloodlines, to heal generational curses. Yes. To, and it don't, like he said, it, you ain't got to do no elaborate prayer. Like, Lord, help me. Lord, heal me. That's, that's a prayer up. all within itself. Um, and with that, you know, we don't have a listener letter. We have actually not have a listener letter in a very long time. But we want you guys to like information like this. We are giving you guys gems, man. We are giving you guys gold. So we want you guys to call in. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're in a relationship and you feel like it's over. Or you feel like you don't love your partner anymore. Maybe you, you're in a relationship and you have cheated and you don't know how to go about reconciling. Email us at TuesdayWithTamika at gmail.com. We're not professionals. We don't know it all, but we've had enough life experiences that we can either give you a bit of advice or we could direct you in the right uh, place where we can get, you know, as P said, hashtag therapy works. We stand on that. So you go get, we can show you different places that you can get some healing to start facilitating that process. The other thing that we have is our community spotlight. So this week we want to highlight it. So 
Tuesday with Tamika out here expanding, you guys. I have rebranded. I have been a life, a licensed, or I'm sorry, a certified life coach for over six years now. And I have rebranded and I am now offering free 30 minute clarity sessions. And, and Stephen can tell you the, the advice I give is on point. I, I ain't out here placating you. I'm not out here. I'm, I'm out here telling you some real, real to try to facilitate healing. God has told me that my, my new mission is to pivot uh, people towards their purpose. So I have three programs that I'm offering. The website is just almost ready to be launched, but go over to my Facebook, to my email. You can email me at Tamika Michelle 143 at Gmail, and we can get you your free clarity session. Free. Come on, y'all. There ain't nothing better than free 99. <laughs> yes. And I mean, P can tell you too. I've, I've done some life coaching sessions with her. So you know, it's the I real- hate it every moment, but she's great. <laughs> I just hate that type of thing. <laughs> and you will ha- hate it because I, I truly believe that healing does not always feel good. And I'm not a life coach to just baby you and just to tell you and to motivate you. You know, I want you to be truly delivered and truly healed. So that's that's what that's what we got going on. That's what our community spotlight is. As we say every Tuesday. Continue to live a life to inspire and not impress. Continue to lift as you climb. Tell somebody, if you marry, go hug on your wife, hug on your husband. Let them know that you love them. Love on your kids, you guys. There's so much going on in our world. And, and to be completely honest and transparent with y'all, I don't know what to believe from left to right. But what I do know is God is real. God is love. We love you guys. We miss you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.